Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast for the best shows on TV, and I'm Jake. I'm Zach. And yes, you heard it correctly. The brother Zach has joined us tonight for a Into the Badlands coverage, episode 103, White Stork Spreads Wings. Same director, same writer, Dobkin and the Gog and Malar crew. Nothing wrong with that. No, nothing at all, except for this strange name of the episode. You know, their their names haven't been what I call uh, stellar. Yeah, but like, Fist Like a Bullet sounds really cool. And I read the episode titles for the rest of them. And they get real, like, Confucius-y, you know? Yeah. Well, I don't watch it for the title, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, okay. I, I could also care less. <laughs> but yeah, man, we're uh, obviously with Walking Dead going down. And we got a few more weeks into the Badlands. And the show's just too damn good not to bring absolutely. in Zach for the banter. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have to be honest. I kind of asked my brother. I was like, hey, man, you got to let me get in on this. This is the <laughs> this show's done turn legit, you know. So um, uh, I'm pretty pumped. I appreciate him letting on. Well, absolutely. Well, let's get started, man. What do you think about this episode? Dude, I'm going to tell you. This entire season has gotten better and better episode by episode. Um, I really, really enjoy this one. Um, I was really happy that we got to meet some new characters that really came out and performed well, uh, as well as got to see the Baron, uh, see his skill set. I thought that was really good. Showed that he was a player. Um, there was there was a lot for this episode. It had a good pace. It's good action. Uh, the the dialogue was better. You know, it didn't seem as uh, as somebody once told me wooden. And uh, so. I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely digging it. It's, it's getting better and better. I can't really say I can pinpoint one thing that I can say I'm really, uh, or anything like that. No, no. I think, I think you said it right. I think every episode, just slightly, has gotten better every time. And I think it's because we're getting an attachment to characters now at this point. No doubt. I think you're right on the money. And you know, you give a damn about what, what's going on with Sunny and MK, and now characters like Tilda. You know, you. You give a damn about her. And you're right. Finally get to see the Baron, you know, square off against the Widow, which is a huge first fight to see him in. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'm really enjoying it, man. I'm hoping to hear those magic words renewed for season two. You know, I I checked the ratings today, and they're good. They're really good ratings. What are they hitting right now? I think like the first season, I mean the first first episode like broke a record for like a virgin show, I guess. I don't know how long they break into the categories or whatever, but yeah. it did extremely well. Well, there you go. And then episode 2, it dropped off a little bit, and then episode 3 it kind of just stayed the same. But they assumed it would drop off in episode 2 because Walking Dead, you know, kind of pushed it into that first episode. Right. Like everybody hung around for it. And the second episode, they could decide whether or not to stay or not. Right. Well, the one thing about this show is it is a very niche type of show. You know, I mean, like Walking Dead and a few others, the ones we do before, you know, it, it casts a bigger net to be able to get viewers. This one is very, you know, either you're going to like it or you really don't, you know, which is, but I will tell you, my wife loves it. My wife is just as enthralled with it as anything else, and several other people I know, including other females, that really like the show. So they've done a great job of being able to grasp, you know, a broader audience, even though it's a niche show. Well, I think a lot of the women that—it's uh, hard for me to speak for women—but a lot of people that watch the first episode, if you're a female, probably didn't get much out of it. True. But I think the second and third episode did a lot to 
bring in more and female I, viewers than plot. I would concur with that because after the second one, my wife was hooked. Yeah, and, so. I th- and definitely now that you get in the widow's perspective and the butterflies and you're seeing some relationships with Sonny and Vale and things like that and Ryder and their love triangle with the Baron, you know, that, man, that's stuff a lot of women will eat up. Yeah, you know, and I'm then the I'm guys will have the fights keep coming. So, all right. Um, like I said, normally we don't, this show we doesn't run as long as like a Walking Dead cast will, but so much plot, we'll just run through it. All right, opening scene. What do you think? I mean, we got another stellar fight sequence. Oh yeah, there's, there's no doubt. It's time for war, and we just roll up in there. Right, I usually do like a top kill, and I gave it this week to the Baron, putting the sword through the wall and the chick at the same time. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, brutal. I love his sword. Uh, Here, here's here's the attention to detail that I really, I really, really enjoyed. You noticed she didn't die instantly. How many times have we complained on a show about somebody gets a, a slight stab or a wound, and they're, they're dead as a fish on the ground? I mean, you know, you lift their arm, they've dropped. She's slowly going down the wall, you know, yeah, in pain and agony and so on. Realism. Thank you. Yeah, which is crazy because you see there's obvious unrealistic parts about gravity, for instance. When <laughs> yeah. Some people get hit and they do yeah. flips and stuff. Um but what I what I've always said in the other episodes was impact. You like feel the impact. The fights seem so like forceful. You know what I mean? Well, like, the cameras are so close for so much of the fight. It, it, you know the way they swing the cameras around and give you the views. It, it makes you feel like there's almost like the swords coming at you or through you or around you. you know, they they do a really really good job. This has got a good crew. Um, what do you think about crossbows? That kind of surprised me at the beginning. Yeah, I did. I didn't expect that. You know, I can see where that could be like a siege weapon, like they used it for. You know, um, and I was kind of surprised it wasn't used more. But I mean, I guess technically the war or the battle end up going in the house, which would make it almost ineffective weapon. So, um, I liked it. I was okay with it. Yeah, just you know, with uh, no guns and stuff, I was surprised to see a crossbows come out. Right. You know, for the first initial kills, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, if I had to guess of a, a distance weapon, I would have thought of a spear or a throwing knife. Yeah, like, I didn't I didn't expect any kind of, even a bow and arrow, I didn't expect. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Baron was the only one that showed her the skills. The butterflies on the staircase. Dude. Just ninjas gash these dudes. What? They look like they handled them jokers like it was nothing. Why were they running him for their lives the whole time? I think they were just simply outnumbered. I mean, Oof. big numbers. And they know Sonny's there. And yeah. I think everybody has a pretty good knowledge of his reputation. Right. So, all right. That was the opening sequence. Go to the title sequence. All right. Um, <clears throat> we move next into Quinn. Actually, I take that back. This is all part of the opening sequence. Yeah. Um. Quinn has a headache attack in the middle of a fight right, with the yeah, widow. Yeah, like when he's when he's fighting the uh, the Baroness or the Widow or whatever you want to call it. Um, the the sequence they have was pretty stellar. Um, I really enjoyed. You know, it was borderline cheesy, but then they made up for it. But the way they went with um, you know, like the swords like gliding and cl- against each other and the little sparks. It's like the, leverage fighting. Yeah, that little part. I mean, he is a beast of a man. And, you know, in the beginning of the fight, she saw where she struggled to, 
you know, to hamper down his uh, his strikes attacks, you know, having to use two swords and different things like that, you know, but these this leverage ones didn't quite, that was, I mean, like I said, I'm being very nitpicky, but, you know, as well as choreographed as everything is, you know, that was the only thing I saw that was kind of a flaw, maybe, but I think they went for the effect and the scene to make that happen. Yeah. It's not something I normally see, so I was I appreciated it that it was something pretty original. It me, was original. Know? I will give you that because most of the time it's ding 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 ding. Okay, I'm fighting here. Ding ding ding. Let me go to the next room. Ding ding. I'm gonna knock a bunch of stuff around. No, it was, you know, it was showing his power by throwing her around like a rag doll and her making moves and making him own it. And but like some of those scenes where he drops to a hand and kicks her across the side of the head and so on. I mean, okay. it was impressive. Is it a little weird seeing a man strike a woman? Yes, I mean, because she gets smoked. I'm talking about yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, good job by the Foley guys for the sound they create when yes. they hit people because it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, her hair even comes undone a little bit from the you know from the strike, you know. And she doesn't make like cheesy like no. noises. She's like oh yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting mean, that ass beat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, you can definitely tell the attention to detail in these things are are real well done. Yeah, absolutely. So once again, they crush an opening scene. Um, but like I said, he has the headache, right? Yeah, when he, has he, dead he kind of folds. Little convenient timing. Um, I wish they would kind of get away from that. I would, I would, I would have preferred him starting to have a headache and maybe things go sour, like where she maybe has a drop and Sonny comes and saves him. You know, and where he kind of has some struggle of, well, I could have let her go ahead and finished him and solved my problems. But you know, like. He's still he, like the like the rest of the episode showed. He said he just loyal to the fault, you know. Right. That could have been something that could have built on that saying that we heard later in the episode, you know. Yeah, and I could have gone with like like you're saying, kind of maybe some double vision or something, you know, where you see his visions getting blurred and he's sh- getting pain in the head. I, right. I agree. The coincidence makes it tough. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sonny did actually save him. Yeah, you know, but. I just wish it hadn't got to the point where he basically had to drop on her and then, uh, you know, falls, you know. Yeah, see, where they go so well in originality in some parts. That's something maybe we've seen a few times before. Yeah, well, and the other thing is, too, this is the first time you've seen a headache completely do um, demobilizing. The other headaches you've seen on him have been like, well, he leans over and he struggles a little bit and so on. This makes it seem like he just turned into a vegetable immediately. Yeah, it went from, like, migraines to aneurysm. Exactly, you know. You know. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying, but moving on, this is the first time we get to see Lydia and Quinn and really have it out. Now, this is where Quinn walks upstairs. He's covered in blood, and Lydia, you know, leaves Ryder's side to talk about, you know, you started a war, you know, this is stupid, you know, you played right into her hands, and now you've given her exactly what she wanted because she's alive. And she talks about, well, we have our oil fields, but at least she makes a good point. Well, now your clippers are covering two... You two know, territories. Two territories stretched, stretched in. Stretched yeah. in. So, I like this character. I like Lydia. Yeah, she's a good antagonist. You know, it's like she's a good guy in a bad world, but she struggles because she's lo- she was loyal to her son, but she's also loyal to her husband. But, you know, uh, you, you, she's one of those people who her loyalties could flip at any moment, which it showed in the episode. I mean, she basically, you know, even, you know, turned on her own kid because she knew that, you know, what a dim bulb he was doing and the way he was acting. Yeah, but I don't, I think she doesn't necessarily lose her loyalty. I think she's just desperately loyal to both of them. 
and to the into Quinn's just industry. Well, I think she sees the demise on the wall and is not afraid to speak her mind. Yeah, that's the thing. She doesn't have a filter. Yeah. Because she's in no danger, it seems. Which you need that with this type of content that they're delivering for this. So, I mean, she's a necessity. I think that's why you enjoy her and I enjoy her as well. Right. It's like you look at people that are like have a good team of people around them, like say trainers for fighters and stuff. If you had nothing but yes men, then you you know, you come in handicapped. Exactly. When you got somebody like her at home constantly keeping you on your toes, that's that's positive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um This is a creepy scene though. Because, you know, he slides past Lydia. Jade is also in writer's room. Mm-hmm. Okay. She comes out. He pulls her into the room just on the other side. Leaving the doors open. Leaving the doors open. Basically beating the headboard up against Ryder's lifeless body. <laughs> this yeah, I know it, man. I mean, this is rough. This is cold. <laughs> this is <laughs> some cold Super cold right blooded here, right here. You know, not just for the Lydia thing, but that's just like insult to injury when it yes. comes to Ryder. So. By the way, while you hold your lifeless son, I'm over here tagging her, you know, my future second wife. Right, and you know, you know that him and Jade have something going on. So it's just double yeah. creepy. Yeah, it's, so. <laughs> it's a little much, but yeah, absolutely. All right, so we get our first look into MK's training with Sonny. Yeah, some training. Yeah, basically, you don't listen. Yeah. So I'm going to have you stand on this ledge. That's what I tell my uh, young children, too, you know. Yes, this is very similar yes. to. <laughs> You don't listen, you don't get what you want. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't push him off of a 10-foot fall. Dude, but there's more than 10 foot. And come on. Broken vertebra. A rib. An arm. Least. A rib collarbone. Gone. Something. <laughs> a man lands flat on his back. He don't even lose his breath. Yeah. Whatever. MK needs this. <laughs> I promise you he needs it. It's just softer ground. Yeah, absolutely. That's what yeah. it is. That dirt didn't seem to give too yeah. much for him. He was some severely cushioning grass. All right, so Jade goes to see Vale and basically beg her to come and look at Ryder because he's not healing like he should be. Right. She knows there's some more to it. We, we also well, realize that Let's Jade call a timeout real quick. My man was hung from a chain way on up there in this warehouse. For a long time. For a long time. Is he really alive? I mean, I mean, you really survived this. I mean, he looked like he, a cold dead fish. <laughs> you know, when he was caught off that chain. Yeah. You know, the only thing I would say is people drown and then are resuscitated. You know what I mean? Now, we didn't see any mouth to mouth or anything like that. Thank God. Or CPR of any kind. <laughs> um, yeah, that would look bad. I don't know. It just, you know, I don't know. It, I, I struggle with that a little bit, but I guess he needs to be alive to create some of this antagonist. But go on. Okay, I'll so. say I'll say this. People that, ha- that are, you know, getting choked out, first they pass out, which does cause damage to the brain, you know, if you hold it too long. And then you die. Yeah, I, yeah I mean, I, I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to yeah. roll with it. I'm not going to beat it up. So, she, so Jay's talking to Vale. Of course, she convinced her to, you know, come help. And they're old friends, it would appear. Yeah, they grew up together. Yeah, so, you know, because Jade was a cog and Vale's a cog. So, I guess that just shows us kind of a, uh, Jade is 
moved up in her status and Vale stayed the same. Right. And she's obviously reluctant because she knows the Baron killed her parents. Right. Now, hold on. You skipped, maybe you didn't skip, but you were talking about MK's training. My man, Christopher Lang, okay, wheelchair master. No, no, no. That's the next scene. Oh, okay. All that's right, so right going, after You're this. going in chronological order. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's right after this. Okay. All right. Because I was going to say, this was probably my favorite part of the yes, entire episode. Mr. Waldo. Okay. <laughs> Which I don't know where they got his name, but I love it. It's yeah. great. Um, I yes, just, I love Lang as an actor. He's just well, a great guy. So we find out that Sonny was the cult to Waldo. Right. Which, really cool. We still don't know exactly what happened to Waldo, what put him in the wheelchair. I think we're going to find out, though. I do, too. I think we will find out. Um, but we get the scene of MK basically underestimating his opponent. Yes. And Waldo wheelchair beatdown. I'm going to tell you, the most impressive part to me was was seeing them actually showing him wheeling. Yeah, him grabbing one wheel, wheel to turn. and actually using yeah. it as he was doing his defensive moves and without losing speed or technique and stuff like that. I was really, really digging that. And the thing of it is, too, is I could not see where there was a stunt man in the wheelchair. Most of the scenes had him from the behind, except for like right when you were facing him. You know, there was like you could see a fist come in, and he was pop, 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 and the camera angle, the camera speed was in, it sped up a little bit. Yeah, you could I know. Tell. But when he would turn, like when he'd just grab one wheel and he'd spin one to the side, it looked like him. Hey, I mean, it probably isn't. Ninety nine percent sure it's not him. I don't care. It pulled it off beautifully. But very well done. Yes. Very, very well. Very done. impressed. Like I said, this was my favorite part of the episode. Yeah, and I like this guy's acting. I like his one liners. Yeah, yeah. He's he's money in the bank, man. Yeah, because I'm super tired from kicking your ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, I love I love it. Like, I won't even use my legs. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Look, I'll do you a favor. I won't even use my legs. Oh, I love it, dude. I love it. So I'm, I've already liked this guy a lot. Oh yeah, I, I really hope something comes to it. I, unfortunately, I predict him having a a tragic death at the hands of either Sonny trying to escape or move on or so on. You know, they're like he'll be the the sacrificial lamb to help yeah. him get on out of dodge or something. You know, they've kind of already set that up a little bit. You know, probably so, probably so. You know, maybe maybe Quinn like holds him. When Sonny first leaves or like that, it's like yeah, come back use him, or use him as a tool. Yeah, but I could easily say Waldo just you know hollering out F the Quinn, you know F Quinn, yeah. just run. Yeah, and makes then his he'll moves take something chunk nasty, yeah. you know, beheading or something. I agree with you. I think they're setting that up. Uh, so moving on, we we Vale actually does visit Ryder. She does, and with the thirty seconds assesses that he needs a hole put in his skull. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Why? Why does Vale help him? She could have lied. These people don't know. Mm. She could have said, oh, he just needs a good chiropractor to snap his neck to one thread and ruin this guy. I really don't know because you realistically say you don't help him. You're dead. You By showing up and failing. You think they had to kill him if she failed? Oh, yeah. I think okay. she'd been toast. Well... Then that makes a little more sense. And which could have been a great catalyst for them having to get out of Dodge. Yeah. I mean, I like what they have so far anyway. I do too. So, I mean, I'm okay with it. Uh, I was surprised, but, you know, I didn't look into it a whole lot. I think they did a good job. I was just stunned within 30 seconds they pull out a drill. And how about that sound? Oh. And the blood splatter across her cleavage and her face? Yeah. Well done. 
Because it's under pressure. That's what it does, supposedly. But, man, it was a nasty sound. Once again, props to the Foley guys. Oh, man. Sound was gruesome. I just, I just hated that they got blood all over that good-looking cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the girl's not afraid to show her cleavage the entire time. All right, so we get to see Widow in a very disheveled look. And all yeah. her butterflies are going through the woods into their new safe house. Yeah, if you want to call it that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looked like an old beat-down plantation home. Abandoned, you know. Yeah. Led to rot, basically. All right. So, so that's Quinn... What, that's, where this, no, that's where she sends off uh, the one butterfly off right, to go... She sends Tilda to go get Angelica. Angelica, that's right. All right. Which is the... Which at first, when she says that, I didn't catch on who she was talking about. Yeah, it didn't ring a bell. And that's a, which is kind of like following Ryder, which is kind of like, uh, hey, he gives up the whole scene where like they're giving him water and he takes the water away, you know, and he's like, who set you up, you know? They they did some foreshadowing a little bit, but they also, I don't know, it felt like the order was a little off, you know, so you could kind of help remember who Angelica was. Right, and they... And- and the widow says, with Sonny still alive, Angelica's in danger. Meaning that because Sonny and Ryder didn't die, then somebody knows that they were right. set up. So, so I can see that. Like you said, I just Angelica, it just didn't click as soon as you said Well, it. I don't think her name was said originally. True. You know. But either way... Um, we get a scene where Quinn walks in on Vale after she's helped Ryder and talks about, you know, I'll use all my power to find out yeah. who killed your parents. Find the bastards who killed your parents. Yeah. yeah Let me borrow this drill one more time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but he also says that he knows Sonny and her are an item. Yeah, he kind of unveils that, you know, I know you keep good company, you know. Yeah, and it was pretty. What do you say? He didn't say like they were an item, but he says, I know who Sonny spends his time with. No, who Sonny's been wicking. Dipping his wick, basically. Uh, no, that's what it was. He says, You think I, I wouldn't know that. what my regent's doing with his spare time? Yeah, okay. he knows. He knows. Well, but maybe. we also get Ryder waking up. Yeah. And this is what you're talking about. Yeah. Where. Pulls the water away. Pulls the water away. Don't even get a drink, man. Yeah. <laughs> not good to have you back or anything like that. Who set you up? I'm more likely to pour this on your head. Yeah, really. You know? Or bash it over your forehead. All right. So we get a quick scene of Sonny visiting the tattoo artist. His name's Arigo, I believe is what yeah, they said. I think so. And he says he's no longer going to get tattoos, not going to keep score of his kills anymore. And The guy had a good line, though. I liked it when he's like, you know, everybody who comes in here wants to be you. But you don't even want to be you. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was good. Too. I thought that was a good, a good little snippet. Yeah, and it's kind of the tortured soul that oh, Sonny yeah. is, basically. And then, of course, he gets called to see Quinn and Ryder. He tells them that uh, prostitute Angelica at the dollhouse set him up. So I don't know why exactly, but Sonny takes MK to the dollhouse with him. Now, MK is not really trained yet. You think it's part of his training as a cult? Maybe. Or maybe he just doesn't want to take his eyes off of him. You know, wants to keep him nearby or something. True that. But he was supposed to watch the balcony. Yeah. He didn't want to go some up there. watch he was. I'll watch it from down here. Once again, still not listening to orders. Yeah, I, I was really surprised. Like, Sonny just didn't give him a, a good smack or whop, you know, or something, you know. I gave you an yeah. order and you, 
I'll do it from here. Yeah, I'm good. I got it. Yeah, well, he almost comes himself scared in a way, yeah. you know. Uh. But Tilda spots him standing there waiting for the, you know, whatever he's supposed to be seeing and helping out with. And she comes and slaps him around a bit, calling him a liar and you yeah. know, saying that you are exactly what that we thought you were. And So I like this. I like these two people, you know, they're obviously creating a relationship. There's a good dynamic the there. Yeah. yeah. There's, there, there's going to be a questions of loyalty for Tilda, and there's going to be some different things going on. And so they're setting up some things for the future, and they're doing a good job doing it. Yeah. I can see Tilda double-crossing the widow at some point, you know, reluctantly. You know what I mean? Just There'll be a moment where she has to make a decision. Absolutely. And, 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 and her conscience will get the best of her. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, so... Sonny makes it upstairs. You hear Angelica at her work. Uh, almost <laughs> yeah, at with her this work. Old oh gosh, extra. dude. Yeah. Um, now, in this fight scene, were you surprised that she got a good slash across him? Yeah, I think she did a. You know, it was kind of a cool move. Throw the blanket at him, and while he wipes it away, you know, leap at him and and slice. Pretty deep cut. Yeah, pretty I good mean, gash yeah, on looked, him. It looked pretty gruesome. Yeah, I mean. He didn't seem to react very much, you know, like he's been... Oh, I cut myself shaving is what, I, what it yeah. looked like. Oh, oh. okay, moving on. <laughs> Nearly my nipple. Please watch yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she gashes him. They fight for a second, but she takes off running. Yeah. And you get the... Pretty cool little fight scene. I mean, yeah, I thought this was kicks. good. Yeah, I thought this was really good. You know, she's got a small blade, you know, and she's holding her own. And it's cool how they go through the window balcony running scene and stuff was really well yeah, done. Yeah, you could definitely tell it was more it was practical effects, the doors and everything blowing out and all that stuff. It was good. And I definitely wasn't expecting her to just commit suicide instead of giving up the widow's location. I, I guess all of that. I thought one of the coolest things was seeing them going, going up the balconies. You know, she grabs the pole and climbs yeah, up and yeah. him, you know, the way he kind of gazelles he, up here. Yeah, he runs the, like, the rickety roof side. Right. While I thought she that was pretty neat climbing. and impressive. Yeah. Um, you definitely see the wire work going on, you know, to give it that effect. But it was, oh yeah, it was, but it it's was so worth it. seamless. Yes, it was. You know, there wasn't that whole I'm floating to the next step. You know, like you watch, you know, Hidden Tiger, Crouching Dragon, or whatever. You know, and uh, <laughs> Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, that's it. You know, Durr. Anyway, <laughs> uh, or you see them like ah, gliding for several seconds, drop, gliding for several. You know, this was more like. Okay, this is just an exaggerated leap, you know. Right, he's just taking, you know, five-yard steps, basically. Exactly, you know? you know. Gravity is winning, but not, you know, I'm not floating like an astronaut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's not as uh, uh, artsy. Exactly, know? exactly. But either way, she decides to take a head dive off the side of yeah, the balcony. wow. Man, it was, woo. More gruesome sound where Tilda and MK... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. I thought he was going to spill his lunch, you know. Oh, I know. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, bro. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Come on, MK. Tough it up a bit. I know it, man. But he makes Tilda run off before she gets caught, you know. And uh, so that right there, that's kind of crossing Sonny and the Baron as well. Well, the MK is going to cross anybody as long as he gets his gets what he's looking for. Yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. Then we have immediately Sonny and MK go to Vale. To get stitched up, basically. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time MK meets Vale and kind of sees that her and Sonny are together. And he realizes that she can read. 
yeah, she kind of opens it up a little bit, and he immediately tells her how y'all must be the item and all that. You know, it was it was okay, a little quick. You know, little parts of that, but I think they just need to move the plot along instead of him going through a whole dialogue. Of, hey, who are you? And da 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 da. Yeah, but I like the uh, parenting moment. You know, where he walks around the corner and they're like, he's like, get out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it yeah. looks like it's going to be mom and dad and taking care of MK. You know what I mean? And Vale's going to be the soft side and Sonny's obviously the hard side. Right. You know, good cop, bad copping. Right. But, um, all right. So move on to Lydia. And this is where she basically throws Ryder under the bus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Not tells only that, him, she backs up on over him, parks on him. The way she talks at him. Okay, so you weren't on the last episode, but you have to be aware of Ryder's disgusting foot. Uh, yes. That, that thing. Appears to be rotting off of his body, as uh, far as I can tell. Man, I mean, so it Lydia, is, it's rough to look at. Lydia talks about how he was kidnapped and held hostage for 73 days. Yeah, by, by nomads. nomads. Early in Quinn's, you know... Uh, I guess as the early leader or an early baron. Right. But we find out that this, basically the nomadger who did this to his foot and that he was ashamed to let anybody see it. And she's the one that dressed the wound and mm-hmm. took care of it until he could walk again and taught him how to walk right again. Probably taught him how to walk without a limp. So people didn't know. She needed to teach him how to not to be a douche. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> but, you know, she calls him out on doing something stupid about trying to get a hit out on the widow. You know, he thinks he's doing something to help his dad, but really dumb. No, he basically sets up the war at hand. Pretty much. And then she just drops the bomb on him that you're you not ready. You're, you're not ready life. to be the Baron, you know, and she's, yeah, she says that. I'd rather you hate me the rest of your life than be dead. You know yeah, what I mean? Me standing around your grave. Yeah. yeah. So. It was, uh, it was poignant. I, I, I I like, like I said, I really like this character. I think she's doing a good job and is a is a well thought out. It's got a good script. I'm really digging her. I think like she's like the voice of the audience. You to know a point, I mean? yes. She yes. kind of tells everybody like what's up. She's like the narrator. Do you oh. think she makes it? Do you think you know she's a long term character? I don't see what danger she's in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay. What? Like what? Who's I after see, her? See, I could see her being a problem for the new bride. Possibly, possibly. But it's so early for it. Yeah, it's real early. So I, I hope not. I hope she sticks around for a while because, like I said, I think she's the uh, the voice and the narrator for the audience right now. Right. Okay, so we get the Baron talking to Sonny about an alliance with another Baron. Right. Um, Find the one that least hates me the most, you know. His name's Jacoby. Jacoby, yeah. And this okay. is where like Sonny g- needs to go meet Zephyr. Was that her name? Zephyr, right? You know, to try to make a cr- you know a connection. And we get this really <laughs> cool scene of him on that motorcycle, just <laughs> yeah, gone. yeah, I like that. Um, but before that, we get MK sneaking to get the book, um, and taking it to Vale because he obviously wants her to read it for him. Um, of course, she doesn't know the language, and it looks like a bunch of gibberish on paper, you know. We get a quick scene of of Quinn seeing Jade at Ryder's bedside again. And he talks to her for a second, but almost looks like he's a little suspicious of her at this yeah. point. Yeah, she pulls her hand away. He's like, hmm, 
you know. And then we get Sony meeting with Zephyr to arrange a meeting with Jacoby. Now this this floozy was all over him, you know. There yeah, for a second like, I thought she might just go ahead and drop trowel and they can go right there on top of the car. Yeah, but I have this weird feeling that it's not going to be a that relationship. No. That I, she's... If anything, I think they're going to be adversarial. Yeah, I think she's going to be more... I don't, I don't know. Like, It's like innuendo is basically what she's talking about. Yeah. Like she's probably not talking about having she sex. Wants she probably wants Quinn, to fight. Yeah, she wants Quinn to come to this meeting. And they all know it's a setup. Yeah. And you have to be a fool not to. And so she tries to open the door for Sonny to take over as a baron. And he won't do it. And so she just it's kind of like laughing at him like, well, you're going to go down with him, you know? Yeah, stupid play is what she says. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it, that's one thing about this show. It does a lot of foreshadowing to let you know what's coming down the pike. You know, there's there's no there's not a lot of question or absurdity when it comes to what do you think is going to happen next. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Like you said, I love these new characters. I think I like the characters that aren't necessarily new, but we're getting more information on mm-hmm. and things like that. And this is another one that should be pretty cool. I think she's going to have a big part. I think they. I think she's going to be a badass. I think she's going to have a pivotal play, and uh, she's going to be one of those people who's probably adversarial and will fight him, but then also kind of turns the tide and becomes a helper too, kind of back and forth. You know, I think she wants to fight him. I don't think she wants to kill him. Right. So I think there's going to be some stuff to it. Right. All right. So we get another quick scene about Tilda apologizing to the widow about Angelica dying mm-hmm. and that she couldn't save her in time. And then the widow asked her about the book that was on her desk because she was the last one through the tunnel. Kind of random. I thought this was kind of a silly question because who the hell had time to look at the desk and worry about a book? I think this was a mistake by the writers because they're just trying to, this was a weak attempt to show a failure in trust of Tilda. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Because I think that's the only thing that, like her her expression of, you know, no, I didn't see it. Sorry. Da, da, da. You know, the widow's expression and her body language makes you feel like, okay, I'm not trusting her anymore. And that, that that question doesn't exhume that feeling to me. And so that's why I thought it was a miss. Yeah, because no one in a, on a run trying to get through an escape tunnel is looking for the book a on the desk. Book. Exactly. And neither was Widow. She yeah. ran straight through that thing, shut the thing behind her. So yeah. I, don't, I didn't understand that part. That's one of the things I was like, meh. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really upset. I just, after I thought about it a while, I just feel like they were trying to get this accomplished. Just not the way to get to it. Yeah. Anyway, move on to the next scene. It's Quinn basically locking up the X-ray of his of his brain. Yeah. Um, which makes this check off safe. Basically, that means we're just it's going to come into play at some point. Right. Well, not to mention you know, that mass is the center of his head. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I it's, mean, uh, I don't know the parts of the brain, but it's not good. It's not good where it's nah. at. But um, all right, then we get. MK going to Vale with the book. Wants to read it to her. We see that the language inside the book is some very, very strange. Weird. Not she, even, even she doesn't know it. Yeah, very random looking. And then we get a really tense scene where Quinn walks in. Yeah, unexpected. And, yes, yeah. and MK hides a little bit. Not very and well. See, in my opinion, when he walks in, I thought MK was in clear view. I did too. You know what I mean? For him it, to hide there and him to be like, uh, yeah, I didn't see anybody else. 
No, I wonder what did, that other bowl of food over there. I did like that they showed the camera angle from his view, and he couldn't see him. Thing was, is if he came any closer and noticed that the food bowl was on the opposite side of her. Amen. You know, then she couldn't have faked like she was eating. Right. But um, really tense scene. Yeah. And he. <laughs> I need you to f- fix me. <laughs> you know, thank you for saving Ryder. Now I need you to save me. Right. So this could be playing out pretty wild. Now, I'm telling you, man. This, this is a really good She's getting in deep with the Baron, and so this is another way for him to get his claws into keeping Sunny and make sure there's no issues. Yeah, but in a way, she could turn the tide right now. Yeah. I just don't think they'll do that. It's not very entertaining to go that way. I'm going to be honest. I think this is a cool thing and stuff like that. I want Quinn around. I yeah, hope, I mean, you I need, hope she saves him. him because I like him as an actor. I like him as a bad guy. You know, to me, he he's one of the main forces carrying the show. I completely. I mean, I like Sonny and all like that, but right now, I think Quinn is the main actor. Yeah, I do too. I think he's the best as far as the acting goes. And I really, his character I like a lot. He's, I mean, he's a bag of shit, but I really like his character. Very fun, you know. You could see where he's coming from and all of his moves. You know, things make sense. So, I really, I actually, I actually hope she saves him. And I don't know how. I don't know how she's going to do a brain surgery, but I did see her just drill into someone's head and save their life that way. But we'll see. Right now, I hope she saves him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He needs to be. There's going to be a way that he continues through the series. I don't see him being toast anytime soon for anything. I think he becomes – right now, He's he is a bad guy, but he's also playing his part as part of Sonny's deal. I think he eventually will become the bad guy to Sonny and his exploits. I don't know. That's why that's why they're projecting it right now. It could be totally off. Yeah, I just hope I don't have a season or episode six finale that he gets cut down. Yeah, I don't want it. I want him to come back. Yeah, I think he'll be integral. Yeah, I do too. But that was it. Closing scene credits. Hey, dude, it was an awesome episode. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I'm telling you. You know, Walking Dead's wrap, and next week this is what we got to look forward to, and I'm just just pumped about it as any other show. Oh, this show's got its hooks in me big time. I'm really enjoying it. I just hope they can keep this pace. I'm kind of really scared that we're going to get a, a a lull. You know, I mean, but they've introduced so many characters and so many potential problems or conflicts that I think we're going to get plenty of action almost every episode. Um, so I'm hopeful. Well, I read an interview today with Sonny, and he says he was in 11 major fight scenes for this season. We've seen four or five. so yeah, Not even half. I mean, you got to assume there's going to be a lot more to come. Right. As, as I'm with you, I think the pace might be the best thing about this show. There's never like major lulls in the action. They're not or, concerned or with the huge amount of character drama. They're more about keeping the plot moving at a steady pace, keeping the action up, and you know, keeping that groundwork constant. And that's what's making the show good for me. Oh, absolutely. The character moments and the, the drama are almost stepping stones 
to get you to the next fight. Exactly. Instead of the opposite. And so, and so I'm, that's why I say, I think they've got something special here and I, I fully predict that we're going to get a new season for next year and looking forward to it. Yeah, I hope so. I hope this week they announce it because I'm, I'm anxiously waiting. I hear you. But, um, that's going to do it for today, guys. I hear you. Well, guys, look, anytime y'all want to send us some comments or feedback, you know, we're at Bleed TV Podcast on Twitter, Bleed TV Podcast at gmail.com, as well as we have a Facebook page we do a lot of our comments with. Send us your thoughts. What do you think? What do you, who do you think is the best character? Or who do you, where do you think the show's going? Um, who's going to become the antagonist and who's going to become the hero? Is MK really going to be the guy um, that turns into a badass? I mean, we saw some previews for the future and you get to see him turn kind of black eye and maybe some things happen. Is he going to develop to be the ultimate weapon or is he going to become the ultimate problem to deal with? You know, I mean, so many different ways it could go. Uh, send us your thoughts, what you think, and uh, we look forward to hearing uh, from y'all before next week. Yeah, man. And uh, until then, I'm Jake. And I'm Zach. Later. Later. Later.